start. You start? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. Carl shaking his head. <laughs> oh, you're going to do a surprise. Ah, a surprise. I <laughs> leave you for a few months and this is what I come back to. Tonight, we have Ash. Hello. We have Todd. Hello. I'm Scott. And we have Carl back. Yay. Hey! Hello, Carl's walked out. Hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. And goodbye. You're doing great. You're doing great. So proud. No, good job. Good job. It's good uh, to be back. It's good to have you back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good right. to have you back. All right. Um, news. Todd. Um, yeah, so I just I saw a post there about uh, Comox um, Fire Department. I guess they had a, uh, a working structure fire there last night. And, um, yeah, it sounds like, unfortunately, they end up losing um, somebody in the in the house. I'm just going to pull up the article here. So it looks like their mayor actually commented on, on what happened. It said, uh, the mayor of Comox, in quote, says, Many thanks to the heroic efforts up by the Comox Fire Department last night as they tried to save an elderly male from a house fire. Sadly, the man succumbed to his injuries, um, though the quick of the, the, the quick work of the firefighters on scene... Um, oh my god, I gotta learn how to read. <laughs> Firefighters <laughs> on scene. This fire could have spread quickly to uh, other other buildings. Uh, and condolences to their family. Um, and I actually watched it on the news article as well. Uh, it said, like, it sounded like this guy was unfortunately was using a bunch of little space heaters and his oven and things to, to heat the, the place. So, a totally preventable fire, no smoke alarms, mm. uh, things like that. So, they, they touched base on that and just how the importance of. Having working smoke alarms, having those that awareness and that discussion with um, families, um, and unfortunately, this speaks to a lot of what we've all seen in the last little while. Uh, even in our town, is just the demographics of and isolation of some of the population. You know, people are struggling a little bit and are using other means to actually heat their places. So it's uh, it's totally could have been a preventable fire, which is quite unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our thoughts out to them. Uh, those are those are not fun fires to attend when you uh, have a victim and the victim ends up uh, succumbing to its injuries. So it sounds like their crew did uh, provide emergency medical care uh, on scene, but uh, he unfortunately didn't make it. Hmm. Um, in other news, evidently a meteorite started a grass fire today. Yeah, it did. That's right. Supposedly. <laughs> That's an interesting one, eh? Yeah, so Peachland, which isn't actually very far away from us. Um, there is a video of a piece of something falling from the sky. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not. What's that? Aliens are here. Aliens are here. And they're lighting grass fires. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Should do a crossover episode with those, uh, alien theorists. Yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's a good yeah, idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they happen. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so, when is that? March 17th? March 16th. Um, there was a video of some something falling from the sky that was on fire, um, fell quite a ways, and um, ignited a grass fire on the side of the hill. So there's really not much more to be said about it. They Obviously, when you put out a fire, you typically destroy whatever put out the fire, <laughs> as the police can attest to in most cases in arson. So um, I guess they had a hard time finding what caused the fire, but um, supposedly science... Pff, science <laughs> says that uh, <laughs> meteors don't cause fires hmm. it's because when they come through the atmosphere they light up but after that they're cold because their meteors are ice or something i don't know 
was aliens. Maybe. Alien throwing a cigarette out the window. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Littering aliens. (laughs) So they figure either space junk or someone said it was one of those um, those lanterns you light and they go up in the air and they float. Oh Oh, yeah, I like the alien story way better. Yeah, but it looked like it was way way up there. So like, yeah, like it was falling pretty fast in that video. I think we posted the video. Did we post it last week? I think we don't believe so. Mm. Hmm. If not, I'll repost it. Yeah. yeah. I'll repost it right now before I forget. Um, yeah, so that was definitely an interesting uh, interesting one. Yeah, and it, it sounded like, uh, so our deputy uh, right. was attached to that department still as well. And uh, chatting with him, it sounds like they actually had uh, a tough time finding it. First. Yeah, I was it's talking to one of their guys. The yeah. location of mm-hmm. it, they are looking around, they search everywhere, no, can't can't see anything yeah and then they get back down to the highway and look up the hill oh yep yeah. it's big fire is, whole mountainside's yeah. on fire <laughs> yeah. going up the houses and the side the sidings of houses and yeah yeah so i mean and that goes back to how dry it is right now it's you know mm-hmm. basically just got out of winter and super dry right. multiple grass fires in our area lately yeah we just had another one the other day so yeah. and then up, up north there's been a whole bunch and mm-hmm. they're at 700 fires already this year here oh yeah yeah it's yeah, it's unfortunately it seems like it's kicking off to an early start again. Yeah, I read an article yeah. today that said something about they're anticipating a very bad fire year. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way things are already started, I can see this is going to be unless we get some crazy amount of rain and uh, moisture in uh, like April May. I, I can see this being a pretty a pretty sizable fire season for us. Mm-hmm. Would it? Because I was expecting almost floods as well. Because it, it warmed up so fast. Yeah. You know? I saw something yeah. about a, a, in our area they're suspecting a late season flood. Mm. Right. Hmm. Yeah. What that means, I don't know. Because snowpack kind of melts. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot. There's a lot of snow up high, um, but the snow line is getting like higher and higher. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely melting at what I would call a pretty quick rate. So, I mean, I was actually here the other day, and I seen people were grabbing sand and sandbags already. Oh, is that why those so, sandbags are scattered all through yeah. the freaking parking lot right now? So, they obviously <laughs> cut a new bundle. And yeah, they blew away. And... Yeah, we'll have to look into that. But, yeah, uh, yeah the prep work's already there, um, which is tough on, on uh, forestry, because those guys do flood relief as well. Yeah, and, so if, and if they're out there fighting forest fires already, I mean, that's... That's their main focus. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, BC flood, flood, flood people. Flood, yeah, flood people. <laughs> so, yeah, because they there's a little bit of shoulder season there. Because a couple years ago when we had that flooding, BC yeah. flood people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like some underground cult or something. That's the other heard the BFP? <laughs> Sorry, Todd, you were saying? Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. Oh, wow. All right. We are setting the tone. Sure. Absolutely. Really should have been recording earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then my stuff might come up. Yeah, right yeah. Okay. Oh. Um, training nights um, this week was, uh, we had a couple of interesting things going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing, but we won't talk oh. about that. That's super um, interesting. Yeah, I think... Uh, so basically, like we always say, we, we divide our practices up into a few different um, teams, depending on what we're doing. Um, this time around, it was split down the middle, so half and half. 
Um, one we did a limited manpower um, drill, which we kind of talked about when you. Uh, I I got the idea from from what you guys did that weekend, Todd. Yeah, when we did, we had training resurrected come down, um, and uh, they did a uh, a first in all loan uh, course. So based on limited manpower, kind of like three guys on the truck, um, and uh, no other trucks really coming. So we talked about. Oh yeah, like three guys. We were on like a full truck. Yeah, well, (laughs) we practiced with kind of like three four guys, um, but the whole thought behind it was that limited manpower then prioritizing right so right. like single man just deploying ladders going up making a grab you know just certain fire attack revolutions and things like that securing water sources yeah right yeah so i kind of took that um to lash where i was thinking of so uh we gave it a shot um so our drill that our, our drill was um we used our burn building our we the big burn building or the original burn building <clears throat> which is two floors um got me thinking about a lot of times we pull extension ladders for really a lot of times we pull it for the wrong purpose. Like we just pull an extension ladder because that's the ladder we're supposed to pull. Um, but I, I kind of, when I was driving home from work the other day, I was looking around town, looking at all the different houses, like residential houses. And I'm like, I can guarantee a roof ladder will hit like 90% of these windows because basically a roof ladder is tall enough to go to hit most mm-hmm. two story windows. Mm-hmm. The angle might be a little bit off, but it's so, um, so that night we, you said pull the roof ladder because it's the easiest thing to pull. Um, because we we run a thirty five foot extension ladder, which is a pain in the butt, and I don't that you sucks. can't throw that by yourself. No. So it's minimum that takes up two guys right there. Mm. Um, we're 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 gonna probably drop down back to a twenty five soon. We hope. Um, Do you have that on both? Tracks, they're both thirty fives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, because yeah. I think at the time when when like years ago when we bought these ladders, everybody thought, ah, oh, more is better. <laughs> We always have two guys that can pull these ladders, and, mm-hmm. um, and I remember when I started. I think it was a four person. Remember, remember that ladder, that four old ladder. Carry. Yeah, that yeah, was like a, a forty foot ladder we had, and took four of us to carry it. Yeah, and that's and was like yeah. That was always you know back in the day with the ladder training. It's like no, the golden standard is four guys for that yeah, ladder. It's crazy. And, so yeah. we're like, what is everybody else doing? <laughs> so the truck. Okay, so one truck is a ladder. <laughs> The ladder guys. <laughs> it's like the flood people. <laughs> Here comes the, the actual ladder company. <laughs> That's so, all yeah. they can do. Throw a ladder. We've got our go, job. Go and hit rehab. Yeah, they're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. So, over the years, we've been dialing it back, you know, to, to two guys for this big extension ladders we have. But um, we're, we're trying to go to back to 25s because... Really, a 25-foot hits most of the stuff. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we're contemplating, like, maybe we'll have a 35 on one, 25 on the other, and then mm-hmm. roof ladders, because that'll pretty much get most of the stuff in town until one day when we get an actual um, aerial. Aerial, mm-hmm. um, So, that night, uh, for our drill, just, hey, throw an extension, or, sorry, throw a roof ladder, because our burn building is two stories. I think it's, and someone actually pointed out, it's that window is actually slightly higher than a regular two-story. It is, yeah. So easily hit the underneath the windowsill, good angle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was perfect. Guys, we're just throwing that ladder all night. Um, so the scenario was someone was, uh, you know, a child was up in the second floor, um, big fire on the other half of the building, and then uh, fire inside. So we did um, throw the ladder. One team had to go uh, rescue the patient for VIS. 
and the other team had to pull that. And we went, we said it's a big fire, so it's going to be a two and a half. Two and a half, no water source. So the deal with that is, okay, we're using a lot of water, but we're also, the two and a half is putting so much water on the fire that it's better than trying to run two hand lines, right? Yeah, you're cooling that atmosphere really rapidly. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. in the deluge, right? So the guys would pull the two and a half and they'd run it. And our rule is if there's no water supply easily available that a truck's hooked to, as soon as the tank hits half, we kill it. Mm-hmm. And the, op- the pump operator knows that. And we really reiterated the other night. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as that you see that truck hit half tank, just kill the line. Don't even like if you can radio it or signal the guys somehow. If not, just kill the line because we're not pushing in, making a fire attack with it. So the guys aren't inside, yeah, doing the hose work, and suddenly your line drops, your line dies. Guys are outside doing an exterior attack, doing like basically a surround drown almost thing, mm-hmm. uh, or a transitional attack. I guess is what we ended up doing. But they did, you know, and once that line dies, you know, you're at half tank. Okay, now it's time to transition over to an inch and a half. So that's what they did. So once the line dropped, they'd unscrew the, um, the tip of the two and a half and screw on the inch and a half and, and make a push. Because you're two and a half, it's a, it's a two and a half smooth bore, so you yeah, can, two you and can half wheel the bore. tip off. Yeah. yeah. And really, we were concentrating also on the pump operators understanding <clears throat> they're running a two and a half smooth bore. Mm-hmm. So it runs at a lower, yeah. um, lower pressure. But then when we attach the inch and a half, they got to crank the pressure back up because mm-hmm. it's a combi nozzle. So they have to mm-hmm. they have to do that. Um, and then what they did is they make the push in and then the backside of the burn building, we actually had a fire going like a real fire, not a, cause sorry, the two and a half, we were doing a fake fire. Like, cause obviously if we're spraying the burn building with it, with, with 400 gallons of 500 gallons of water, we're going to put anything out that's in there. Mm-hmm. So we were just having them shoot over the burn building with the two and a half kind of aiming through one of our, um, handrails to yeah. saying that's like the window you're shooting through. Right. So once they got to there, they dropped it down. Transitioned over to an inch and a half, made the push in, and uh, hit the fire, and then did some hydraulic venting. Now, with your with your two and a half there for this <clears> scenario, <throat> were you using it with just one one firefighter on it, or did you have two on it? So the guys would pull it. Yeah, they drop down uh, either do the knee cl- uh, the the clamp, or I think uh, Kevin was trying to do the Jimi Hendrix, mm-hmm. and so he did that for about thirty seconds, and then he was like, "Okay, this is pretty <laughs> <Too> tiring." <laughs> <laughs> no, this is and they drop back down, yeah. knee down, mm-hmm. um, and then while once. The hose is running. The, the other, his backup, would go grab the um, <clears throat> grab the inch and a half line and get that prepped because they knew they were gonna switch over. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we were having them do. They, the idea was uh, that win principle, like what's important now. So and prioritize and execute. So the guys were mm-hmm. prioritizing. Okay, this well, I know this is gonna be an inch and a half attack. So let's go grab the, get everything ready, so we can do a transition quick. Um, and then with the VIS, the officer had to get involved because our our truck is not. Uh, custom cab so we mm-hmm. only have three in Yet. the back yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we only have three guys in the back and one officer up front so the officer had to do a, a little bit more so he, they were up on the ladder helping me be uh, yes it was pretty interesting so i was with scott <clears throat> this week and our truck was the second rotation through so we got to kind of sit back i mean our hydrant is i don't know 300 feet away from the burn building and we're on the opposite side so we couldn't really see what was happening other than okay now we see you you can see okay they're pulling up wait 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 wait, wait. okay now you see water flowing okay now this is happening okay now more time passes okay now you can see hydraulic vents so you can kind of time out how like how long it was taken to hit everything mm-hmm. and then like the, the good side of that for us is we had a chance to talk as a truck and I mean, I, I had a couple of smart ass guys 
in my truck with me and um, we had the best plan until we started to drive towards the building and they're like I was like hey so who has what and they're like I don't know I'm like son of a bitch <laughs> like <clears throat> I'm the kind of guy like I don't care who does what as long as I know it's going to get done but now we're like two seconds away from the building and um <clears throat> And they're like, I don't know. So I'm like, ah, damn it. Okay, Kev, two and a half grand ladder. And I think I had Maurice. Yeah, one of our newer guys. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I want you to back up Grant and get in the two and a half. Or you, you to back up Kevin and get in the two and a half inch deployed. Grant, I want you to get that ladder down. Let's get that thing thrown. I'm going to fill in wherever I can. Uh, okay, done. So we parked our truck. I hopped out right away. Ran to the back, got the ladder um, dropped down, so it was ready for Grant when he got around to the other side. Uh, those guys were flaking out the two and a half. I grabbed a donut roll and a nozzle, got that placed next to the door, so when they were ready to transition, it was good, good to go. We got Grant up on the ladder right away, um, like it was like clicking off pretty quick. Um, and then it's the what what I was trying to do was get Mauricio to come over and go up the ladder with Grant. Um, but there was a little bit of communication breakdown there, which happens on every single fire scene. Mm -hmm. So it was quicker for me to jump in and then get him to foot, foot the ladder. And that's exactly what we ended up doing. Grant went up, grabbed the patient out, back down. Those guys were tra transitioning from two and a half to inch and a half. They made their push in again, because there was only a couple of them. Now, while this, the VIS is still breaking down, we had the guys pushing in. And there was no door guy. So they did their job. I bumped over, kind of worked a bit of the door as the doorman for a minute while they made their their uh, push. That <clears throat> was, I think, fairly quick. Yeah. And uh, But again, we started to think about it afterwards, and a few of us chatted about it. So this is what it would look like with a um, five-person truck. So pump operator, officer, three in the back. And we start thinking about our new truck that we're ordering now that will have that extra firefighter in the back. That would be, I mean, I it, it kind of gets away from like what you guys were doing, like the limited manpower. Mm -hmm. We generally never have an issue filling the first truck. It's during certain times, the following units are a little slower to go. But we can roll with five or six like really quick. Mm -hmm. And like we're really lucky with that. So this this was a good representation of what it would look like maybe during the day, because we have a pretty good daytime crew that can get to the hall fairly quickly. Um, it's just what's coming after that. Yeah. So I would be interested to see what this scenario would look like with the new engine next year. <clears throat> the new engine with one extra person almost do the exact same, the ex exact same thing. Um, but, uh, you know, freeing up the officer to do, a, you know, to do their job and having a designated firefighter to jump in there as well, I think would, would look really cool as well. But this, this was great because again, this is a accurate representation of a daytime call, but we're going to get, we will get a second truck full, but it could be behind. it's going to be a or, little bit, a little bit behind. Kevin said there could be another call and then there we had truck to peel off, yeah. which we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Rob said a good point. He said, this is like a. It feels like what a city department would be like. Mm -hmm. Like a city truck rolls, limited manpower for a while until the next hall shows up, and, and you just got to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And he was actually amazed. He's like, there's a lot of stuff we can get done with those Absolutely. kind of people yeah. everyone switched on. Especially the VIS. It's like, mm -hmm. um, if, you're, if you're trying to do an old-style search, you know, second floor, how long would that take? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, let's go left-hand left search. Uh, uh, slowly wake our way up this, up to this 
bedroom. Oh, we ran out of fire. Okay, put that fire out. Okay, we keep moving, keep moving. Mm-hmm. This was, you guys are in. Oh, grab the patient. Uh, isolate the, or sorry, isolate the room, grab the patient, came back out. You guys were, the patient was long out before the two and a half, before the, the tank was half drained on the, that's right. on the engine. <clears throat> and that's why it's so important to have that few moments for that officer on scene to, to get that information and do the 360. So if, if there isn't somebody there telling you that, hey, they're up in this corner yep. of, mm-hmm. of the house, you know, you're going on your gut. Well, that looks like a bedroom, you know, time yep. of day. There's so many other things that play into factor. If there's a vehicle in the driveway, like yep. on and on. And, you know, to be able to tell your crew, no, I want you to VIS that room. Yep. Um, yep. And then, yeah, that's how you make those viable saves. For sure. And then we took it to another level. Once we um, did that, <clears throat> we did that once with each truck, um, VIS. And then we started throwing, like, so I started actually going into the second floor and hanging out the window like I was a patient. Because mm-hmm. one problem with we always make it the worst case scenario. There's always, like, somebody, it's always you're finding this patient that's unconscious on the ground. It's like a dummy, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm hanging out the window because I remember, mm-hmm. again, saying to you guys, I'm hanging out the window. Ah, it's getting hot. It's getting hot. Hurry up. Which, when someone's yelling, it makes their urgency a little bit, or makes them go a little quicker with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're like, oh, that's important now because there's a guy hanging out the window and he's yelling, it's hot. Um, and then we took it, and I even hung the patient up. Like, I was holding on to the patient, hanging out the window. There was like two of us hanging out the window. <laughs> so yeah. that upped it even more. Um, and then, of course, when they throw the ladder, they're like, they throw it, and they're just watching me. I'm like, I don't know how to get down. I'm just a, I'm just a dumb person. <laughs> so then one of them had to come up, and they, like, okay, put your leg over. And I'm like, ah, and I'm pretending I'm panicking, and I'm like grabbing onto them and stuff. And they're like, ah. And then we get to the ground, and I'm like hugging them and stuff. <laughs> He's like, got me. He's awesome. I was like, you saved my life. You saved my life. He's like, trying to get me off. He's like, push me off. Yeah, so that was uh, that end. Of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well? it's, yeah. Uh, it's good to practice those scenarios when, like you said, like somebody actually hanging in the window or like uh, like a baby drop, right? Mm-hmm. Like dropping their kid out of the window. Yeah. Um, and that's what uh, the Training Resurrected guys did with us. And like they said, that, that there's actually quite a few scenarios through the year where there is these these. We well, look online, baby drops, drops yeah, everywhere. all the time. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you know, you need to be prepared for that because they've already been hanging there for how long? Yeah. You know, so when you're there, it's like, oh yeah, well, just I'm getting the ladder up. No, no, be prepared to catch. Mm-hmm. Like you're running up it's and hot. catching. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was one thing that we talked talked about afterwards was getting somebody to the base of that window. If there's somebody hanging out or if they're like holding a child outside of the window i mean our, our dummy, smaller dummy 60 yeah pounds. like 60 plus don't pounds. catching that no but we're not <laughs> like like but if right. it was a child even just getting somebody down there just like hey we're the ladder's you know, like, to be here i think in a real scenario mm-hmm. like the duty officer chief would be like that would be their their point like once they got all of their info having mm-hmm. somebody on that it's like hey just hang on like one more minute, you know, two more minutes, like just mm-hmm. hang on or whatever, right? It, if it was a child, immediately have have somebody over there because it's all too common that, like, like you say, it gets hot. They're more and more fatigued because yeah. how how long have they been dangling this child out there for? And now they see someone close by, they're like, yeah, this is it. This is my only chance. Yeah, and that's why it's important to practice throwing ladders by yourself too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quickly and yeah. not the perfect angle that we talk about. Oh, yeah. right? like no, no. <clears throat> Uh, safe, climbable, or safe rescue angle. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we don't. I think it was on your guys' course. There and stand where there they talked about it. like, like That's how the, overrated these things. Like, not overrated, like 
the super safe. They're, they're, yeah, it's super safe. Yeah, the ratings the weight, are far. Rating is yeah, super it's overrated. Like yeah. far, far exceeds what we're going to put them to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. overrated. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> it's ten to one level. Yes, yeah. Overrated. <laughs> but yeah, but the drill worked well because what we do is, like I said, we'd have one truck. So we had ten guys on the crew. So we had one truck roll in, do the uh, do the drill quickly, break all the lines down, huck them all on the uh, on the pump deck, then they drove back to the hydrant. So while the trucks reload refilling, the guys are reloading the hose. Because one thing I wanted them to do is. Um, cause in the past, what we've done is we've kind of laid the hose out and then just, um, as they show up, they quickly connect it to the truck, mm-hmm. um, because we didn't want them to keep, we didn't want them to keep putting, um, refilling hose, yeah. reloading the hose, reloading the hose, but it's important to pull the hose. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause even the other day, um, actually that, that same night, yeah. um, we were talking to, uh, actually we we're talking to Dr. Nick on a zoom call about something about some FR stuff. And then we get a call for a grass fire. So we're all there and. So now I get to ride in the back seat because I'm usually ride in the front seat, but there's another officer. So make sure you, no, I wasn't you. You were, uh, speed. Speed. was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so officer, Deputy so. Chief's riding the front seat. So I get to ride in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> get there. I haven't pulled a hose in probably eight months. <laughs> like I, you know, I've used a hose, but I haven't pulled it off the truck in a while. I'm like, oh. So a minute, man, I mean, it's easy, but when, if you don't do it for a while, you're like, okay, oh, got to remember the old little, little, little pull at the end to get the rest yeah. of the hose out. Yeah, and, here. and then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to do a good deployment. <laughs> so you're, you know, it's, it's pulling off your, uh, spooling off your. Fuck us up, you're an officer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a big heap on the ground. <laughs> yeah. And then you're, you're, as you're walking, you're observing where, which way the grass fire is going, because it was grass fire, so I was observing where it's going. I'm like, okay. Um, so it went well, but I mean, it was a quick, quick knockdown. Yeah. But um, it just reminded me of like, because even that night, I think it was a game time decision. I was like, okay, we're uh, this is what you guys are doing. Because uh, the guys are like, oh, can we just leave the hose out? No, we're going to reload it every time. Mm-hmm. So, which, and it was I mean, good because there was a couple drills. of guys that have used the two and a half, but, but haven't it. deployed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like we've we've done some two and a half attack and you know hose hose handling advancement, all that stuff. But it's we, we've already got it pre preset. So some of our newer members they they actually haven't shouldered the two and a half minute man and like i was explaining i'm like this can be like we're like this is the minute man and a half because <laughs> certain people you know like like by the time that like, i'm all geared up like i got i could i got some like weight and momentum to get that to start to pull but especially the way that we used to have it set like it was pretty tight we've we've got our host bed set up super super good now where it does deploy off easier, but it's still like that is it's a lot of it's a lot of weight to get yourself moving. So I'm trying to explain it to a few of the guys that haven't done that before. I'm like, you gotta get yourself up here. You have to shoulder it and you almost have to like start to fall off the back of the exactly. truck yeah. and use that weight and forward momentum to get it to pull off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and if it's not like it's not unheard of to have a secondary person there with you that as that's coming, then they can start to flake out yeah you know, the extra length and get that happening. So once you've got that laid down, now that now that backup person can get, can go and flake off and do their own job, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's kind of what we talked about. Like, he's going to grab it, but you will probably have to help him get it off the back of the truck or just flake off those last couple lengths, especially if you're, you know, trying to make a sharp turn because well, coming off the back. Yeah. And reminded the guys not to make a sharp turn yeah. because we parked really, like, basically, if you got just off the truck, you didn't, you'd make a sharp turn and you're going to be at the fire. Mm-hmm. 
So this reminded them that, oh, I can't just make a sharp turn because it's going to be like, it's going to be a gong show. So they had to walk. Yeah. And it's always that thing. Like, even your new guy, you're like, I'm walking away from the fire. This this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Nope. You had to walk away from the fire to get your hose stretched. And then you go walk back and do your, mm-hmm. do your angles and stuff. Yeah. So nice. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Carl, you're going to have to talk about the other one because we weren't there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had uh, <clears throat> Jay and Warren and Speedy were kind of running the... The show down there. We were down at the search building, uh, and it was a really, it was a really good one. Uh, so Jay wanted us to practice staying calm in our gear whilst in the dark, and being more tactile. So it was, it was and you're on air, all on air. Yeah. So we were, we basically we split into two teams of two, uh, two teams of four. Sorry, and uh, we had officers with us for the time that we were in there. So we made entry, and then basically we talked through the whole process. So me, I was the, the, the team lead of my group, and so every step of the way as we were going, it was out with the radio, making sure that we were relaying where we were back to IC, Alpha Bravo Charlie Corners, blah, 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 like what the direction was that we were moving in, just trying to make sure that we were trying to paint that picture of exactly where we are, and where we are now going. Mm. And uh, while we were in there, obviously, then it was like a scavenger hunt. So we had to find certain items. So there was there was a, a football, there was a few fire extinguishers, and there was a, a triangular piece of wood and a, a pool noodle. Like, just, <laughs> just some random things, right? Yeah. But things that, because there's so much so much in the buildings anyway to grab, you have, and you've got your structure gloves on, right? You're on your hands mm. and knees, you're on air, your balaclava is covering your mask, so it's pitch black. It's dark enough in that building anyway. Mm-hmm. Like it's yep. it's so dark already, and so it, it's it's complete blackout. So you're you're trying to relay, making sure then as well that you've got the people with you constantly with your team, and everyone's searching in the right directions, and you know the whole boot tugs and everything else, making sure that everyone's kind of close enough to, mm-hmm. to feel you and passing those messages. So it, it was it was really good. The communication side was fantastic. Um, we had one of a, one of the newer guys with us as well. So uh, getting him on the radio was was good. I think right. good for his confidence as well. Because radio radio especially when you're talking through those kind of situations where you're not too confident about the Alpha Bravo Charlie, and it's not really mm-hmm. something we've always done. It's something that we've started to pick up probably say over the past year ish. Right. Cowboy, uh, yeah, you're still years. not super um, proficient. Maybe we do it, but um, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of a bit of a bit of a problem. So we we did that at first, anyway. So you go through, the teams would crawl in, and we had to search the building for these items. Once we found the item, the item then needed to be extricated, and then we <clears> would move on with the search. Um, so we did that for a bit, and then once we kind of ran out of air, everyone then would have to be pulled out of the building we'd have to again crawl out get to the outside and then uh, we had a good chunk of time left and so we switched up a little bit so we actually turned it to kind of a, a writ training scenario in the sense that our team went in and we talked through everything we were doing but without air without our without balaclavas and things but it was still dark in there yeah. and so, uh, so you guys could kind of see yeah. But the drill's not for you. Yeah, it was more for them. It, the The communication side was yeah. for us, yeah. just passing and relaying those messages, because the, the idea was, wherever we went and the, the angles and turns that we made, 
As we then relayed that to the IC, the IC then had to tell the RIT team once we had got to a certain location, mm. he had to tell the RIT team where we were based on the instructions that we had given them. Right. So it was kind of like rebuilding that map. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so they, they did that and then they had to come in and, and find us at the end. It was really good. Even dropping like breadcrumbs along the way. Breadcrumbs. So all of those uh, those items that you found on the first go around. <laughs> and then at this football. So that's how they would recreate your steps. Be like, okay, well, I found the pool noodle. Okay, now we went in, you know, went but, in Alpha Bravo. Da, 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 da. So did the sorry, did the officer. So the officer heard, like, we hung a left, then we hung a right, then we had, after the first door, we hung a right again, that kind of stuff. It was or... more, uh, so we're, we're going in on the alpha alpha door, and we're, make, we're performing a left-hand search heading right. towards the Charlie Corner. And okay. then it was, we got, okay, we've gone up stairs, we've now reached the landing, we've moved to the end of the landing, and now we've reached a dead end, we're turning around and heading back towards the Charlie Corner, and right. um, then we dropped, we're going right. in a drop-down, right? So it right. was that kind of a conversation, piece right. by piece of every single point, just to try and build that... But the, RIT, visual picture. but the RIT team isn't anywhere near. RIT team were not allowed to hear. Whereas mm -hmm. normally, obviously, in the situation, right. they would be on radio mm -hmm. comms. But the idea here... And also here, following the team as it moves. Absolutely. Yeah. But the idea here was just to have that IC. See if the, the message that was delivered was decipherable enough that right. the IC could then relay that back to the RIT mm -hmm. team. And, and it worked out quite well. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was good Good training. The, the, uh, the tactile stuff, you know, when you're on your hands and knees, especially with the wood... You know, Jay had a couple of different pieces with the triangle piece. So I was picking up wood and you're, you're blacked out. So you're running your hands around kind of the triangle, right? And you're closing your eyes. And so in the, in the dark, you're running your hands over your wood. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, with, no, with, it's three other, with three other guys grabbing onto your tail. Was, uh, uh. In the dark. It was an interesting trip. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like camping with you lot. Uh, <laughs> but well, it was good. It was really good. It was a good, uh, good training session. Well put together. Yeah, yeah, well, I know Jay worked on that for a bit. We, we went, we, him and I were going, well, and him and I and a few of the other guys were going back and forth on, because he, he came to me a while ago with the scavenger hunt idea. I was like, so we're coming, we're going back and forth. And I, you know, I, I think it'll evolve and maybe it'll evolve and there'll be different steps because obviously right away we, we've added the writ thing, which is cool. Um, Warren was actually suggesting maybe, uh, rather than even the team going in, the officer goes in and he throws like the football down. Then he comes back out and tries to explain to the to each crew how to get to the football. Mm. That's an interesting way to do it too. Um, and then uh, I think at one point we were talking about just doing it, even if we didn't do it in the burn building, do it in the in the hall here, and almost did it as a race, like have grid set up and the guys would race and we'd um, the captain would stand there and, and talk the team through. The team's blocked out. The captain isn't. He'd have to communicate. Hang a left, hang a right. We make a little maze, but have the same maze over here, so the other captain would be doing the same thing a race to the finish um, or a race to the items, maybe have four or five items and maybe it's like a, a puzzle they have to put together. Now they have to bring all the pieces back and then the officer has to say, okay, here's a giant bolt, put the bolt on the thing and then, and then basically assemble the thing that we'd have drawn on the wall kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like straight out of Survivor. Yeah, it is. Puzzle pieces, then you got to go figure it out. Mm -hmm. So it'd be kind of like that, only the officer, because it was all about the, the reason why this came around is because we we're talking about how we need to get the officers more involved in, in comms and communicating and knowing where their crews are. And uh, that was what Jay came up with. Mm -hmm. It was some of the some of the big takeaways from it that I'd, uh, I'd definitely pick back up on was the it's really nice to take a time out and focus on 
one skill mm-hmm. because obviously we're, we're we're really good at bundling everything together and uh, obviously when we do these scenarios especially when it comes to patient rescues and things like that and we're doing rip practice we're expecting somebody to go down like it's yeah. it's just one of the things yeah. you're kind of thinking that's going to happen so you're almost preserving some of that energy for that um but this was just an, an all-out search. Yeah, because you didn't, nice you didn't even take hoses calm. in with you. You just went nope. yeah, straight yeah, hoses. Or straight, just, straight search. Yeah. No just ropes, nothing search. like that. Just, nope. Yeah. Nope. just in gear, on air, in the dark. And uh, it was good. It, it was good. It, it's it's good to get that kind of frame of mind in again. And just remember just to stay calm, try and concentrate on your breathing. Mm-hmm. Those those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was nice. And then uh, there's one other thing that came out of it, too. I can't remember. It'll come to me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Anything to add to it? I don't think so. Um, we were actually, ironically, since you guys talked about some of the searches and stuff, um, part of our groups, our last practice night, um, we were doing some search evolutions as well. We made a new uh, big pallet maze. Uh, Ryan and Tyler were out there, and Sarah made one. And uh, <clears throat> half the group went through that, uh, just practicing some basic uh, search techniques. And it turned into a little bit of... Um, not really entrapment, but just using some rent skills, like, you know, right. body positioning with your pack on, and yeah. you might have to take your pack off or get through a space. Um, so some guys did that. The other team, we did, did some other fire attack evolutions as well, uh, entry procedures, comms, things like that. Just simple communication. Just really reiterating, too, like, when you're on the line, not to stay, like, nuts to butts, like, spread out, communicate, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. you know, one person per landing or per yeah. fl- uh, flight of stairs, right? Like, communicate. Right. You know, feed that hose in, hey, I need 20 feet, you know, have the door guy push in 20 feet, and just lots of clear communication, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, that yeah was I'm glad good. we're getting, uh, everybody's getting away from that nuts-to-butt stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still see it, people doing it. It's like, but is it still in the na- fire manuals? Or well, every now and then, like you said, yeah. there's certain applications where, like, yeah. let's say you're doing the, the typical propane, you know, yeah. you know cooling a t- pressurized tank, and you're going in to shut a valve off. Yeah. You're beside each other. You're hands yeah. on, right? Mm-hmm. But not every. But even the guys in the back, don't, they can still be that space out a bit. Right? No, but just the, like, like the, the first the two first, guys, yeah, two first guys, three, then with first three, three, yeah. team leader, officer, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, that's yeah. Then advancing in, but yeah, like there needs to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's actually talk about that anymore because it's always as long as I remember, it's been spread out now. Because yeah. I still see you guys doing it, and I still see you guys training it. Yeah, just like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's way more. Yeah, you start mm-hmm. stumbling upon each other. You start yeah. stumbling, and then, you know, the point, you know, we always talk about, you know, what, okay, so you're going through a building, and you're super close to each other, and then you fall in a hole. Well, what's falling in the hole right behind you? Your partner's falling on top of you. Well, that's just it. If you're so seven many... to eight feet back, your partner falls in a hole. Oh, shit, my partner just fell yeah, in a hole. Only one partner. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to help him now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Absolutely, right? And, and being spread out that way. Like we always talk about our, our means of communication, like, well, there's, there's sight, there's sound, there's feel, right? Yeah. So like, you know, Hey, I can show it to you. Ash is shouting back. Oh yeah. He's just off to my right here. We've mm-hmm. got the hose line that's, that's marrying us. Well, yeah. that's the feel. Yeah. Like I don't need to be up, up his ass, like yeah. grabbing onto <laughs> his pants. Like I know you're ahead of me. And like you said, if there's a collapse, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Ash is trapped. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Yeah. And now you can just start dealing with it rather than both you're down and out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just. As we advance with our hose techniques and, and movement, right, nozzle stuff, like all that nozzle forward stuff, like, yeah. you need to be spread out to move quickly and fast, because yeah. what do we know about yeah. fires? They burn hotter and faster, and yeah. they're, you know, close to flashover when we arrive, not like the old days, so we need to be moving fast, you know, if we're doing an interior push, we need to be making that fa- fast movement through those rooms, yeah. uh, rather than 
crawling on our hands and knees, one hand on the wall the yeah. entire time. No, no, right. let's make some time. Yeah, if, like, you can, if you can walk in, walk in. Yeah, <laughs> if you can, yeah. yeah. make some yeah. time in, look at your flow path, look at your smoke level, cool as you go, and yeah. knock it. Because that's one, you know, we always train, you know, Everybody always trades the same way. Not anymore. But Players hot. You gotta yeah. get low. Yeah, everybody just trains. As soon as they get yeah. to the door, they're always on their hands and knees. Um, mm. Because the fire, the you know, that's what just happened. You know, we have to imagine the fire's pushing you down and you're on your hands and knees. Well, yeah, if the fire's actually pushing you, if the heat and the, and the smoke. Mm. But if it's, if it's if it's easy to walk in, walk in. Mm-hmm. Just walk yeah. in. And, and there's there's times where you're and eventually, you're on your hands and knees. Yeah. If there's no flow path created yet and you yeah. haven't ventilated somewhere and you have to push in that entrance door then it's door control and yeah the smoke level is going to be low yeah. right but like the, there's there's times for that and then you're going to adapt to that like once you start venting and yeah so i think i just feel like there's there's so much more fire science that's you know yeah. the past 10 mm-hmm. 15 years it's come yeah. out more and more now like with all these um I was gonna say NIOSH reports with the the was it the NIST or whatever. Uh, you, uh, I was gonna say the UN, UL, UL, <laughs> yeah, UL. Yeah. yeah, all the UL uh, reports and the studies that they're doing on on flashover temperatures and yeah. the time frames and the roof materials when roofing is collapsing and and how our gear holds up. Like there's yeah. so much more knowledge out there. Well, and I think it was a nozzle. Uh, Aaron Field said, you know, he goes when I. Because he's, he's always, you know, obviously it's nozzle forward as a company or mm. whatever it is, a company, whatever it is, um, in his program. Um, he said, yeah, I wanted to put the nozzle back in firefighting. Because he goes, when I went through the academy, he goes, you think you're part of the, the ropes and knots company. Because he goes, <laughs> he goes, what's the first, he goes, like the first 24 chapters in the fire manual is, is everything knots. but firefighting. <laughs> he goes, there's building material, there's this, there's that, there's this. And then finally, like near the end of the book, you're like, oh, now I'm learning how to fight fires. Awesome. <laughs> it's like the priority was in there. <laughs> You're a firefighter, but the last thing you do is fight fires. Yeah. I know there's a build, obviously, you know, there's a building blocks and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because he's like, yeah, that's what we should be concentrating on, is yeah. fighting fires. Absolutely. And everything else will come, but yeah. Yeah, good. Nice. Um, we, have, oh, we, we have a note on the whiteboard. Says, well, actually, it says losing. Losing your load. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we had a discussion uh, post or pre-podcast last it's week. happened to a couple of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were just having a... We were just discussing how... I think we were going to a call last week. Oh, yeah. We were going to a call last week. And... Um, yes. On this one particular road, there's a number of speed bumps. <laughs> and we we're ripping along. And uh, one speed bump is really well marked with science. And the other one... <laughs> Is marked with this with an old tree, a stump, yeah, like a stump, a stump in there. With a and the driver's like, "What's this stump for?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, because it was like the stumps on the side of the road. I was like, "Why is there a stump on the side of the road?" Well, the stump is so people don't whip around the speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> and at the last second, he's, he sees the speed bump because it's not well marked. So he hits the brakes, and we went over it at a fairly good rate. And <laughs> you know, we heard all the material in the back, bang bang. We're like. We lose anything? We didn't. But then that got us to talking about the times we have. The time we have lost things. Um, I know, Todd, I think you have the best one. <laughs> Ours is interesting, but yours is. Yeah, we had, um, actually going back to that, just before that story, <laughs> it was actually the same crew. We were the same crew in the truck. We went out for mutual aid uh, to another community and we're coming back and highway speeds, you know, we're tired, we're exhausted. We just spent like eight hours there on this fire. And 
we get back and we had, we're dragging half a half a hose length out behind, out where we're all worn down. Like, Skip it away. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, so I guess we need some straps on the top. <laughs> so then, I think it was literally two months later. Um, we went to we're all going to this alarm call and. Our driver at the time, uh, he's not in our department anymore. He was, uh, he was always fairly aggressive, very fairly <laughs> fast. <laughs> We're flying off to this call, and we pull up, jump out, we'll go check in with the other uh, incident commander and, and the other truck, and we come back out after we kind of stood down. It's just an alarm, and, and they had this look on their face that something's, something's wrong. Like, okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm officer in the jump, and, and I walk up to them like, what's up? Like, Take a look at the back of our truck. Why? Just go look. Okay. Walk around the corner. There's no supply line. Not nothing. He's like, yeah. Like, oh shit. Do we need to go? Let's go. He's like, oh no, we just got a phone call. One of our guys saw it come off the truck. He's loaded all up on it in the pickup truck. So we lost a thousand feet of supply line <laughs> somewhere along the hotel strip across the bridge. <laughs> and we were doing pretty good, so I'm sure it was coming off there just <laughs> one of our new guys at the time, Evan, he saw this and he, he was in his truck, he pulled up and hand bombed it. All on his truck by himself. That's a good rookie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was fast. He comes flying. I was like, I don't worry, guys. I got it all. Do you need it? I'm like, holy shit! Like this, we're talking. This is like minutes, like five minutes probably. Were you Maybe. rocking the the big hose at the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the storage hose. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big. Yeah. That's, that's a that's a heavy. Yeah, we're using the, the sports storage. Jesus, so it, it's heavy. It's hard hard yeah. to work with by yourself. <laughs> and he hand-bombed it all in the back of the truck, loaded it up. He's just sweating when he sees us. <laughs> like, good job, buddy. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> no work anymore. Off we, off we went with our heads down <laughs> and reloaded the hose. Like I never rolled hose again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's rolled all the hose in one oh, <laughs> ten-minute period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the takeaway with that is that that hose, if you don't... Um, Load it properly, it gets a lot of air trapped in it. Right. So you got to be very carefully with that with that rubber hose um, that you get a lot of the air out, or else it's it's just too fluffy on the back of the hose yeah. bed. So mm-hmm. that's what happened coming back from that mutual aid call. We we're all exhausted. We put it on, um, but we still it was just still too soft. Right. And um, yeah, so we ended up putting a strap across the tip, and that helped after right. the fact. Yeah. Then we got some better hose rollers and some better, better techniques to actually. Yeah to do it yeah. Yeah. yeah the trick is actually leaving some water in it as you load it then right. just sucks it flat yeah. yeah which we learned afterwards but see because yeah. ours i remember we were and i'm sure it's not but the time i was on the truck um one of our um like our rear lines came off but actually like a nozzle mm. it was whipping around as you're driving like that's like <laughs> could take like, somebody like, out could take somebody out um and we and we ended up finding it I think uh, somebody called. I think someone was coming up behind us and radioed, "Hey!" I think maybe an officer was going direct and say, "Hey, your engine, your listener, <laughs> you lost your line. It's dragging." So the you know the nozzles all worn down. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and then for a while there, we had the headsets that were on the on the like actually attached to the truck on the pump deck. Yeah, on the pump deck. Yeah. And every once in a while, one of those would fall off. <laughs> I think it happened twice. It fell off. We get back to the hall. There's like a wire. <laughs> it's like, uh, <laughs> where'd that really expensive headset go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's, 
I'm sure it probably happens to the best people. We'll have to ask going out to that uh, that fallen hiker. Oh, the, the cliff call. Yeah. We're at the medevac coming mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> We had the old bush truck loaded up mm. for uh, some extra medical, and uh, the crew oh, yeah. was loaded up. <laughs> I don't know what other thing. They put a, a whack and stuff back there. We had rope bags. We had, um, I think we had a spine board. We had a clam. We had, uh, there was, yeah, there was just a ton of gear that we threw back there because you didn't know what you were going to get. So, um, and it was Kevin actually was driving the same, same thing. Like we were flying. Um, <laughs> I just happened to look back. I was officer. I just happened to look back. And I'm like, man, it looks like one of our gear, but, oh, that's another one. Oh God. Pull over, pull over. <laughs> so probably only like maybe a hundred foot stretch, but yeah, it was bag, 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 bag. It just it <laughs> got some air in it and. <laughs> it was rolling out the back. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So, all of the cars that we just passed, now we're parked on the side of the road. Hey, they're, hey, they're just picking up our stuff. Gonna pick up all of our we're going to fly to Asia again in two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All I was saying was, for the love of God, because we got that was another one of those weird, those kind of weird dispatching. Yeah. nightmares that we get ourselves into because the, the the information is never clear right mm-hmm. and, i mean that's that's good um because it makes our lives super super challenging right um <laughs> so like you never really know what you're getting yourself into so luckily we had you who was giving us a little bit more of the info ahead of right. time yeah. so we were throwing all of our stuff into the bush truck and then um we got like stood up so like asked for extra support so then the rescue truck was coming behind us, which is all this gear that we just took off of it. <laughs> off of it. Yeah. But you didn't know at the time. But we didn't know at the time. Was... So the whole thing I'm saying is, for the love of God, let's get this thing loaded so we're not behind yeah. the rescue truck. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that would have sucked. Yeah, <laughs> they go That's flying right. around. <laughs> yeah. Take us back to the hall. <laughs> yeah. When you fuck up and it's only your truck knows, it's a small yeah, amount of beer great. you buy. But yeah. when the rest of the department goes by... <laughs> Yeah, it gets expensive fast. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying when you were doing your FR course, mm-hmm. that the instructor was purposely throwing he, you. He was bad, doing that too. Yeah. Dispatches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so dispatch, one of our sims uh, was yeah. There was this lady or guy or whatever um, fell down some stairs. Da 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 da. Unresponsive. The sign they made is they throw it in the stairs. <laughs> 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 Mechanism injury. (laughs) So we get on scene and like immediately, like, and this is the tough thing about Sims. Like, we rely so heavily on what we see, like doing that scene survey. So we get on scene and like you, you walk in, make contact with the instructor who was like, I think a motel manager he was playing and, uh, He's like, yeah, no, she was just right over here. She just collapsed and blah, blah, blah. And, like, we're jumping down for C-spine. And he's like, what are you guys doing? Like, like she just came up off the beach and like, fell down. We're like, oh, no, like, we we were told that she fell down some stairs. He's like, stairs? Like, I got, like, there's nothing here. Right? We're like, hmm. So then, like, I'm now I'm being a smartass. I'm like, you just trying to stay away from WCB? Or? <laughs> I'm like, do we still do C-spine? Like, you're just shady? <laughs> oh, yeah, she didn't fall at all or next kingdom half, right? Um, but he's like, no, like, you you never believe 
the dispatch. Like that is the Fact. best. That is the best <laughs> painting of the picture that they can give you with what information that they have, yeah. which is never the All full story. Yeah. So they're they're giving you like what they what they are hearing, and then you know it's it's like that. If I tell Scott, Scott tells Todd, Todd tells Carl. By the time it gets back to me, it's different. Well, how many? Mm. these things has happened by the time it gets to us even um so when you get on scene make sure that you know what scene you right. have well the problem is i think some people that call in they think if they give a worse they scene, elaborate yeah, yeah they, they elaborate we'll get there faster, yeah. which yeah. might be the case yeah. but might, yeah <laughs> but you know they elaborate that'll get there faster oh this guy's got a gun like that gets yeah. the cops there faster yeah <laughs> And meanwhile, there's no. Yeah, and the ambulance isn't coming until the police arrive. Yeah, the ambulance isn't coming. Yeah, yeah. The only other thing I was thinking, the uh, same area, we about losing your load. We lost because um, we we hang. Well, we used to hang our um, hydrant kit off the off the back. Yeah, came over and we hit a speed bump, and that's actually probably why we stopped hanging. <laughs> we mm-hmm. hit a speed bump. Boom! Hydrant kit falls off. We carry on. Because literally, when a hydrant falls off, it sounds a lot like the chains out of the truck yeah, <laughs> for right. the uh, the on demands. Mm. So, like, yeah. we drive to the we drive to the call, get out. I don't think we needed a hydrant, but <laughs> some little kid runs up. Hey, I got this stuff. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's chasing us down the street with our hydrant kit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> yeah, He's gonna run away with it. <laughs> So any uh, what do you say? Any more for any more? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> I'm sure there's some other stories out there. I, oh, I'm sure when I think there's a few uh, Bob listens to this, he'll remember a lot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Tend to zone those things out. Put them just bury them away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the back of a fire truck, you're actually it's amazing where stuff doesn't fall off. Because <laughs> there's like stuff at all. Like I mean, it's all pretty secure, but. There's stuff hanging off things and, oh, yeah. you know, cabinets that can come open and, well, well oh, yeah, sorry, there's that one. Yeah, the, um, um, just going to fill some water at the training ground, I took the water tender out one day and the, the latch, uh, the guy, when whoever put it up last didn't, like, lock the latch and they just put it up. The latch for the uh, portable tank. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so I take the corner at the going to the training ground, and, and I, the the alarm starts to ding, 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 for the because we have alarms on the uh, for the tank um, uh, bins bins yeah sure yeah. <laughs> um, so when they're open the alarm sounds so you're not supposed to be driving obviously when the tank's down and I'm like what so I I like start hitting the brakes and then next thing I see the tank slide up the side oh it's the road I'm like Ugh! glad my son was with me so we quickly load the tank back up some guy drives by he's like looking at us like Ugh. I'm like hey I'm here. <laughs> so I always check to make sure that's secure now mm-hmm. yeah and on that same side there was a lower cabinet door that kept popping open that kept. Uh, pop popping open. So and we yeah. found out the reason why is because when uh, the comp- the truck company designed the, um, it, they made it really easy for us to open the, mm-hmm. the door. But when when there's a load and when there's stuff inside like hoses and stuff, sometimes that shifts when you dig in a corner. Yeah. And it hits that <laughs> it hits that uh, latch and yeah. pops the fucking door open. <laughs> so <laughs> you the corner. <laughs> you got a two and a half inch donut roll and whatever else hose clamp yeah. and stuff. It's all so they, uh, spread across the highway. So we tightened that up since. Yeah, so that got a, got a quick extra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've uh, we've almost lost some kits. Uh, Kids? The ambulance. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, door flies open. 
the older the older series animals they had the latch was shit on the jump kit door it would it would yeah. always break and wouldn't close again so you'd get there on the jump call kit. you'd open it up pull your kits out and then when you're clearing tink 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 door wouldn't stay stay secure like shit and it was always it was like a suicide door so it opened the opposite way so we have to put the kits in the other way, and then all we have for tape, we never have like duct tape or anything else. It's yeah. just all <laughs> medical surgical tape. So you're putting a million strips on <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> floor, floor mainland, so it's generally wet and rainy and shitty. So last two months. Oh man, yeah. Has anyone ever lost a cot at the back? Like I know it's happened worldwide, but it, in this in the province, is anyone you know? I guess it's pretty secure now no. with, with the way with the horns and all that stuff. I know it's pretty secure now. Yeah. We <laughs> you know you're not we, saying we, <laughs> we allegedly may or may not have uh, <laughs> uh, forgotten our stretchers <laughs> in certain locations. <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, I remember we rolled up to this one call. And uh, this lady bailed down on the rocks of the seawall. Yeah, all right, get down there. Can you walk? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I broke my ankle. Okay, well, we'll get the stretcher out ready, and we'll get you out of the fireman. I'm pulling her up the wall. <laughs> Come back over. My partner looks at me. He's like shaking his head. His eyes are wide open. I'm like, what? Points in the back. No stretcher. Like, <laughs> oh, so I guess she's sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we think you're all right. We can just sit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Then, you're driving, then, when, then what did you do? You took her to the hospital, then you quickly drove to the last call? <laughs> no, the stretcher was at the hospital. Oh, at the hospital. Oh, so what man. happened was you we, had, <laughs> we had a, an area where you put your stretcher and you clean it. Yeah. And then as more crews arrive, it's usually in the way, like if it gets really busy. Mm. So generally somebody kind of rolls <laughs> it, it, rolls it out of the way. <laughs> so that's what happened. People rolled it down the hall, and then it got moved even further down the hall as more crews arrived. Yeah. And I think my partner came back out from whatever he was doing. Maybe he was in the can or something. And he's like, oh, Todd must have put the stretcher away. So he went and jumped in the front seat of the truck and waited for me. Well, I finished the bedside report and come back out. Oh, he's already done cleaning everything away. I jump in the passenger seat. We have a little bullshit of coffee. And you take off. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, let me tell you, you do that once in your career. <laughs> once each, you do it once and he does it once. <laughs> Always open the door, look in before you climb in the cab. Always. Isn't there like a window? <laughs> Front to back? Oh, well, yeah. But. <laughs> Whoever looks through the window. Who looks back there anyway? Yeah. yeah, so you do that once. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. We were on that one call where the uh, where the patient almost ended up in the driver's seat. <laughs> Remember last year? Remember that the ambulance was uh, faced nose down on the driveway? Oh, yeah. Really driveway. And we're like, we go to the paramedic, you got this? Oh, yeah, I'm good. What? <laughs> the cot goes sliding in because it was, you know, they're on a, they're on a pretty good pitch. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, where 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 they were starting from was pretty good because it was flat. But then as they get to the pitch of the where the ambulance is now parked, we're like, oh! And the paramedics like holding on at the cot and basically went for a little bit of a ride, held on, did, did a pretty good job, not yeah. letting the person. Like oh, hit, yeah, but it was yeah. like, ooh, that guy's gonna be driving the ambulance. Yeah, <laughs> if she didn't get a good grip on that, it would have went really, really, yeah. really bad. Man. Um, the first like two seconds of it starting to like ramp up as it was going into the back of the ambulance, <laughs> and it was one of those things like you can't do it. All you can do is like ah, as you reach towards it, you're like ah. Well, it's right at the start of COVID too. So I'm like, I'm like taking off my mat. I like oh my yeah. Skier, I'm like oh. <laughs> 
and you just reach out like ah no I got nothing damn it but yeah she like lunged at it because like usually it just like posts in there click yeah. oh it was going it was going yeah she everything that she could and stopped it did a good job stop sure it there, yeah, but, oh. see that's why I get frustrated when people cancel too many resources too fast on scene mm-hmm. like there, there's nothing wrong with keeping somebody there until the patient's loaded yeah right yeah. like. It happened so much, and, like, and steep driveways with an emesis. Like, yeah. Summertime, generally, average person, two paramedics can get the stretcher down safely, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but I in in Kelowna, West Kelowna, actually, some of the steeper driveways, we've had to call for the fire department for lift assist, and they actually hooked up a rope and brought right. them down the driveway. The driveway was so right. steep, mm-hmm. and winter, so a little slip, and they, even they salt and everything for us, but it was still that bad. Like, we mm-hmm. had to put a rope on just to control it, or else somebody's losing the back, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and maybe the patient into another house. <laughs> well, even recently, we uh, well, not recently, like a couple months ago, we went on a call, uh, ambulance assist, and um, patient, did, they actually ended up not needing us uh, to assist because uh, we thought it was going to be a lift assist. Mm-hmm. Um, patient ended up being able to walk, the diabetic thing. Um, so once they glued the gel to me, it was okay, he could walk. Um, but what we did is we're like, okay, because uh, he's still going to go on the stretcher. Um, we shoveled the we shoveled the whole driveway because yeah. we're like, well, they're not going to get a stretcher through here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they barely got it through here, um, empty. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you could see the <laughs> it was all rocky and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we actually went up on top on top of the rescue truck and grabbed some shovels and we shoveled the driveway, swept it. <laughs> so yeah. by the time they came out, it was like a perfectly clear area for them to drive the stretcher through. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I know uh, not very many times, but every now and then we'd have a situation where. A crew, a fire crew, if they came to back us up, um, sometimes they'd be a little little bitchy. And if we asked them to stay and help to clear the snow, they'd kind of roll their eyes and and get all pissy about it. But 95% of them were just like, absolutely, they're on it. They're cleaning mm-hmm. it and, and helping us. Because they know, I mean, it, ultimately, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow down the medical treatment yeah. for this patient right. person, right? So uh, it's back to that team approach. Right? Is it full-time, full-time crew? Yeah, it was full-time, yeah. When they want to make more than 90 grand a year, like, you know, you can show them snow. But again, that, that could have been so many other demographics. Like, you don't know if it was, there was pissing matches with other yeah, things. Like that. that was, sure. you know, for the record, that was a long, long time ago. Right, well. yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, what were we saying? One team, one goal. <laughs> Leave it on us. Fucking soft huggy. (laughs) (laughs) Modus. Yeah, don't lose your load. Don't don't forget. Has Modus come up with a hose? Anything for hose, like straps or anything like that? Nothing I've seen, but oh. After this episode, maybe they they should. (laughs) Snagger tool views for that? No. So yeah, shout out to Modus. Um, obviously they have their snagger tool. Um, that was their sort of initial claim claim to fame. Um, we use them, we love them. Uh, they got their um, soft entry gear now. Uh, we've been playing around with uh, the. Uh, uh, what is it like a J bar? No, the, the J tool. J tool. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, so we've been playing around with that. You know what I'd be doing mm-hmm. when I'm walking by businesses and stuff now? Look, yeah, look, I just I'm see. I'm like, hey, that thing would work there? Would it work there? Oh, it wouldn't work there. Yeah. <laughs> so. But that's it. 
the old pre-plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've we've been playing around with the soft entry gear. They got their four century wedges, uh, their uh, ouch pouch. <laughs> that was awesome. I shared I shared that the uh, sort of like a a vehicle kit or an IFAC uh, kit. Um, and then they, they do have, and that's what we got sent to us just recently was their, I think it's their vehicle kit, uh, which is pretty cool. So yeah, it's got your, your wedges, your, um, uh, pry bar, your Lloyd tools, your, uh, J, J tool, um, a, uh, a pretty sweet case, which is awesome mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah, so we've, we've been playing around with that. Uh, we got some videos out on our, uh, Facebook, Insta, uh, I don't know if we have on the YouTubes. Yeah, we do for sure. We do. Yeah. Um, it's been interesting that you're doing lately. We'll talk about it another time. Once, we will talk once about it. Sort of out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's good. I saw yeah. it today. Yeah. yeah. Pretty interesting coming, coming up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. So anyway, Modus, um, <laughs> <laughs> we always get sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So if you like, uh, what you see there, DTFF5, we're going to give you 5% off. Absolutely. Ignition. Ignition USA. Um, our friends down uh, in Seattle there, Jason, he uh, they made the Seattle Sea Rat. Um, it's a kind of a combination tool for soft entry and passive entry stuff. Um, it works great for a lot of uh, industrial sites and certain doors. Um, they, that's why they dubbed it the Seattle Sea Rat because it works great for the area. Mm -hmm. However, they wanted to make it as a, as a uh, firefighter proof um, kind of multi tool for your pocket or your go bag or wherever. And uh, each component of that tool is replaceable if it gets damaged or destroyed. Uh, so that's a very key feature in that product, which is very, very nice. You don't have to throw mm -hmm. the whole thing out. Um, refer to it kind of like the Swiss Army knife, it's got the multi layers that fold out. Um, and uh, DTFF 2020 still works for that. Mm -hmm. uh, go on Ignition USA, check them out. He's got some good video content for that. And also our YouTube as well. We have uh, us using it. Nice. Um, Carly, you want to stop the bleed? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's your bag, man. <laughs> All right, stop the bleed. <laughs> um, three methods of, uh, three easy methods of bleeding control are going to be uh, direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquet. Or as Dr. Nick says, the tourniquet. Tourniquet. Which I think sounds more... Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Sounds definitely more intelligent. Right. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Our instructor actually said tourniquet. Tourniquet. I'm assuming that word is probably British. No, it's a French. Tourniquet probably is French. I would think it was French. Whatever it means. That's Joel. Probably ask Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> stop the bleed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a free online program. Uh, you can uh, you can find a, a instructor near you, or if you're a paramedic or a fire or a, or a sworn officer, peace officer, you can uh, get the training and uh, instruct yourself. Not instruct yourself. Instruct yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you can I'm be glad your to see own that instructor. Go exactly the same <laughs> yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, hasn't changed. <laughs> um, yeah, stopthebleed.org. Um, if you want to see more on Stop the Bleed and not hear us being idiots, <laughs> you can go on our YouTube and uh, watch that. Except for me trying to put a pouch on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> for 20 minutes. Stop the Bleed. <laughs> Bleeding eventually stops. Yeah. Yeah, and all bleeding That's eventually right. does stop. Yeah. <laughs>
Um, Tanner Olson. Carl, you don't want that one either. <laughs> are you doing? Uh, are you doing the RZ? No, we haven't done RZ in a long time. Or should we, Dan? You're right. Good thing Carl's here. We can again. <laughs> no, let's do it. Well, let's do. Yeah, it. we're working yeah. on other stuff with them, but we can for now. So mm-hmm. RZ masks have reached back out to us. They did apologize profusely for obviously not having enough masks to be able to continue giving out the code because they just didn't have the stock. Not just the fact that. Uh, you know, it was it was thirty percent off, but they just didn't have the stock to even fulfill the pandemic going on or something. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like my fucking appliances. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. Eh? To get here. Yeah, I just got my microwave eight months. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, DTFF will get you twenty five percent off. Um, of your orders they are sending us five i believe of their new quality masks mm. along with all their new filters mm. um and then they're gonna they're actually working on a brand new one which i can't remember the name of right now but i will have it for next week um which has some other new features and is up to pure n95 standards as well so awesome. nice yeah really cool uh one thing on that though a listener of ours chris he reached out to me the other day and he's like huh funny thing Airplanes will not allow you to wear an RZ mask on them. What? Yeah, is actually, that, yeah, Kevin was telling us that because mm-hmm. they have a they have a valve on them. It's yeah. an exhalation valve. Yeah. It's not covered. Yeah. So they absolutely. So he, he wasn't allowed to. So you had to take it off and put a medical mask. <laughs> a medical on, mask which put a paper yeah. mask on. There's there's literally there's a vent for a rebreather, but <laughs> a paper mask it doesn't seal to your face <laughs> in any all. way, shape, or form. <laughs> like it. Todd, have yeah. you got any more information on that? Because yeah, that just sounds absolutely. ridiculous so, to me. So the reason for that is the RZ, like, it's not, not no, really RZ mask, but that style of mask with a ex- exhalation valve on it, um, it's protecting you, Right. but if mm-hmm. you have anything, mm-hmm. it's just going straight through that exhalation valve. It's just a little one-way check valve. Yeah. So you can still aerosolize uh, and Which, give yeah. out all those droplets of, of anything mm-hmm. else. Right. So, for example, to put this into perspective, it's, it's not a bad mask. It's just that you're not offering that same level of protection for other people. Right. As with our provincial health order currently, you know, we have to have something that's going to help stop our spread if we have something. Yeah, like yeah, like the mask is for uh, for us, but not spreading it. To exactly. Them. Yeah. That's so, like, mm-hmm. we have this uh, electro half mask. Um, with uh, filters that we wear, and it's it's fitted mask, but it has an exhalation valve on it. So what we have to do is we have to put a surgical mask over top of that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the loops that go around your ear, we kind of put we use a pediatric mask that fits better. Um, those loops go around your uh, filters, N95 filters, that mm-hmm. side of your cheeks, and then that exhalation valve is right where my chin would be, and that pediatric uh, surgical mask covers that port. Right. Um, so that's supposedly doing. Catching, um, catching all yeah. that stuff because it is still tight and it's still uh, mm-hmm. against it. Um, some people, when this first came out a long time ago, now for us, they tried. They didn't like putting it over the mask; it looked stupid. Uh, so they tried cutting it and putting it right by that exhalation valve, but it restricted it too much. Right. Um, so there, there is actually the scientific method behind it. However, that's that's the reason for it. It's still a fantastic mask. However, you just need that exhalation valve covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? If I was in an airplane, I would wear my RZ mask, and then I would put on, you know, a surgical mask over that exhalation valve. Yeah. Masks on masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. It's, there's two two masks isn't gonna do shit, but 
it's just covering that exhalation. Yeah, because adding to the uh, to that, what you just said, we were uh, in training for uh, uh, some of the law enforcement stuff I was doing. That we were wearing uh, the guys were wearing gas masks. Yeah. So like straight up like full like gas masks where you can go in like CNRB stuff, and it's mm-hmm. like they're like. Yeah, we wear these. Uh, so as long as one guy's wearing it, the other guy doesn't have to wear one. So train it away, and then I'm like, put it on. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like feeling like hot, moist air coming out of my mouth right now. Like out of my the exhalation valve. Yeah. I'm like, this only works one way. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so everybody like, yeah. needs to wear it. So everybody needs to wear it. So then now everybody, everybody has these gas masks on. But one of the things was there was a few guys um, couldn't wear the gas masks because of the, they were claustrophobic. So we made a same thing. We, we called the uh, occupational health, and they said, "Well, as long as if you're wearing those gas masks, you can put a, a paper mask underneath because the gas mask is much bigger. Put that underneath, and then put the gas mask over, and then the same level of protection." Yeah. So that's what we were able to do for the guys that weren't. Yeah. Apparently, um, I guess 3M does our stuff, and they're working on some sort of filter that will fit our style of masks mm-hmm. for that. Um, but I don't know the time frame for it. Right. But it, it it is an issue because it's we are using surgical masks now yeah. when we really shouldn't be because we have these other fit tested masks, right. these respirators, right? But whatever. Or the mask. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. sure Chris would definitely appreciate makes, the explanation. Makes, makes reason, yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because um, the mask itself is still an N95 or greater, so it's going to be a fantastic mask. It's just mm-hmm. that. Uh, just that issue of that exhalation valve. Yeah. That's the only problem. That makes with, sense. With our current health orders. Right, right. Say, not any other situation that you're wearing an RZ mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be getting some new ones through. Um, again, DGFF gets you 25%. What? I have to pee. It's going to Joe Rogan it. I'll be back. <laughs> I've been holding it forever, you wimp. Come on. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so as, as rescue here, essentials yeah. run off yeah. Down the way. <laughs> yeah absolutely so rescue essentials uh give them a shout out as well here so uh i've been way too busy to to get a hold of you guys and chit chat but mm-hmm. however um yeah we need to come up with uh a few items i have a few ideas of uh some supplies that they can send us mm-hmm. um to uh to test and try out and then we can discuss them on the podcast here uh, but Rescue Centrals, go online, check them out. It's uh, rescuecentrals.com. Uh, they have a huge variety of supplies. Um, your usual kind of tactical stuff like your your lights, etc. Um, yeah. However, all sorts of kits, training supplies, stop the bleed stuff, IFAX, you name it, bags. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic company. I have bought a quite a, actually all of my stop the bleed training supplies from them. A lot of my training tourniquets. Um, the not true clot. It's another fake blood product. I can't remember what it's called, but it works really well. Bought it through them as well. It's very realistic. Um, and then I bought some other little bags and IFACs and stuff personally for my my uh, personal kits. So nice. rescueessentials.com. Go online, check them out. Uh, they're fantastic. Um, and hopefully soon we will have some products to test and show online as well. We'll do some videos on them. Heck yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, lastly, again, we have us. So you can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, mostly on YouTube now for all of our video content. We definitely want to uh, uh, keep working on that and getting more and more out there. 
Um, now that uh, it's spring, uh, we got more daylight, which makes it easier for us to get mm -hmm. out there uh, and actually film. And hopefully, fingers crossed, within the next month or so here, we do get some uh, ease in the restrictions in our area here so we can actually get outside and train um, where we can film for everybody here as well. So, um, yeah, check us out on all of those platforms. Um, yeah, give us... Oh, I don't think you can hear. Scott is uh, returning Scott is right, approaching. right now. What's going on? I was thinking we need a colostomy bag uh, sponsor. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez, no. <laughs> I would say more like a condom catheter than a colostomy bag, but hey. Let's go on extreme. <laughs> Modus. <laughs> Poor Modus. Yeah. Oh, man. All oh, the presses. God. Right. I just paint it red and put Modus on it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What are we painting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The colostomy bags. <laughs> I've shared my work story with those, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the story afterwards. But uh, <laughs> my work story with that. Oh, man. All right. Uh, where are we at? That, no, that's it. Oh, we're good? Yeah. Well, good night. Uh, no, Tanner Olsen. Oh, we need Tanner Olsen. Oh, sorry, Tanner yeah. Olsen. That's right. Yeah, sorry. Tanner Olsen. Uh, country music out of Chilliwack area, which is basically Vancouver area. Mm -hmm. Coast. Coastal. Um, starting to do some more live shows. Hopefully, we'll be eventually doing live shows out here. Cool. Um, hopefully get him for uh, Fire Palooza 2020, 2022. 2022. Yeah. Um, that's where we're at now. Mm. Yeah. So uh, check him out on Spotify and Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Did awesome. we do us yet? We've done we it. Just yeah. finished up. Uh, that's it. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, let's wrap it up. I know Todd's a key too, but I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Todd. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Carl. Thanks, everyone. Ash. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. And stay safe. Stay DTFF. And welcome back. Love you.